हेलो नमस्ते आदाब जिंदाबाद आई एम अरुंधति आई एम दीपा एंड वे टू फॉर्मर कॉलीग्स करण बी एफ एफ वीव कम टूगेदर एन आर लव फॉर स्टोरीज फूड एंड सम रैमलिंग कॉन्वर्जेशन वी मेट सम टू ईयर्स बैक एंड एवर सिंस बोथ ऑफ एस हैव बिन टॉकिंग एंड ड्रीमिंग अबाउट अ फेमिनिस स्पेस विच इज फन गूफी सॉर्ट ऑफ हीलिंग एंड सेफ फॉर अस एंड इन दैट लॉन्गिंगनेस समवेयर वी स्टम्बल्ड अपॉन द आइडिया ऑफ फुर्सत फेमिनिज्म सो दिस पॉडकास्ट वी होप इज अबाउट टेलिंग स्टोरीज अबाउट रैंडम इंटरमेट एवरी डे स्टोरीज ओवर अ कप ऑफ टी कॉफी वाइन विस्की और जस्ट वॉटर वी वॉन्ट टू सेट विद पीपल अराउंड अस हू आइडेंटिफाई एज फेमिनिस्ट एंड लिसन टू देयर स्टोरीज ऑफ फेमिनिज्म देयर स्ट्रगल्स एक्सपीरियंसिस एक्सप्रेशन एंड इमोशंस ऑफ फेमिनिज्म वेलकम टू अवर फर्स्ट एपिसोड सो दीपा वाट आर वी टॉकिंग अबाउट टूडे टूडे वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट the podcast itself we are talking about us uh, who are we what are we doing here what is this podcast why did we even want to start this podcast so i think we'll have a longish conversation on that and figure these answers for ourselves yeah i think a good place to start talking about this is to say that we are frankly figuring this out as we go that this is a space that will be evolving as more and more get people get involved as we really build a community about around this podcast which is our biggest hope and dream so i guess we can start with the first question that you asked so what's been your journey to feminism deepa it's a long history but <laughs> yeah interestingly i the word feminism i never knew that word so i and I, i first heard that word in my bachelor's like at the age of what 18 17 something yeah yeah i started my bachelor's in 2013 i guess so yeah age of 17 uh i first heard the word feminism then in a proper sociology class where uh, i remember a professor asked uh do you know what patriarchy is and do you know what feminism is and and uh, i am coming from a small town in up so i'm coming from a kind of a space where women or young girls um you know a very interesting sort of aspirational space where you are supposed to be um successful quote unquote successful and and there is a there is a there's a definition of that success you know so you have to be meritorious you have to be like topper of the class but you cannot walk out of your uh, house without you know taking anybody's permission you just cannot walk out of your house to buy you know a piece of bread um but uh, you are considered empowered because uh your name is there on the school board you know so uh yeah it was a very interesting experience of feeling empowered and disempowered at the same time and you know uh, like uh, sort of molding myself according to what the society demanded mm. of me mm. and never knew the word feminism had a lot of anger against so many people because i was not allowed to do certain things you know very basic things which i really wanted to do for example i was not allowed to ride a bike i was not allowed to go and play outside in the field and uh, but at the same time i would not do that and other people would praise me and i would be very happy i would be like mm-hmm. oh i'm this ideal good girl so <laughs> you know and then i entered and i came to guwahati get out of got out of my house got out of um that society and uh, Uh, you know the meritorious kid that i was uh, came to guwahati always wanting to be the topper of the class and suddenly 
none of that worked there you know <laughs> i mean i was constantly let down Merit- meritocracy was not one of the things very important or prominent in my college so i had nothing to feel proud about and uh, yeah and then then i heard this word feminism and i thought i am the spokesperson for all women <laughs> because because i understand what women go through and i come from this north indian space and i am among those eight students who got selected and all of that kind of bullshit um, but yeah and 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 i used to take a lot of pride in being being a feminist without really understanding what feminism means without really reading anything about feminism i think you know because that word just gave me a sense of uh, some some kind of identity uh, in a place where everything else was lost i mean everything that gave me that uh, added value to my life meant nothing in that space and i was a science student and i ended up in a uh, social science college without knowing anything about anything i was there so feminism was that word which made me feel like i'm important <laughs> and and i think uh, yeah by the third year of my bachelor's i was the feminist of the class and for some reason i used to take a lot of pride in that and then uh, i moved out from there went to uh, bombay again this very good girl who was in some sense completely asexualized because i was very like a geek by then you know someone who sits in the library doesn't talk to boys uh always does what she's supposed to do does all the right things very religious and still a feminist by the way <laughs> <laughs> and then i i remember going to uh, like for my masters took up a course which was all about women mm-hmm. uh, was very scared because i was like oh my god i have to spend 2 years with 20 women in the classroom and not a single man uh three women professors what is this world what is this life like it's going to be so boring i had all those conceptions and uh, i remember in our orientation huh. i was the person who we were being oriented about cash committee and we were being oriented about sexual harassment and i was the person to get up and ask about a cash committee for men you know and i was very proud of that question because wow. so many people early meninist i know <laughs> so many people clapped at that question so it was been a very interesting journey and then from there i think 2016 to 18 was was actually the most transformative period for me uh, living with 20 women around listening to their stories listening to their conversations around literally everything you know from hikis they've gotten <laughs> last night to to i don't know to sports to uh, you know their boyfriends to having uh, you know abusive families to a lot of things i think having that conversation again and again and again genuinely transformed me a lot so if i have to <laughs> like market year wise i would say 2016 onwards i was a feminist <laughs> <laughs> and then 2019 i think 18 i entered a different space altogether uh from a hyper hyper academic uh, upper class upper caste space that my college was um i entered a space where i was judging other people judging women collectives that oh you don't know feminism <laughs> you know uh, how can you be a collective for 20 years and not know feminism and, and judging everyone else and then yeah that was that was another journey to understand feminist collectives to understand feminist movements 
एंड देन या लास्ट टू ईयर्स टू यू बिन विथ मी एंड वी हैव ग्रोन टुगेदर इन सम सेंस लर्न वट फेमिनिज्म इज लर्न वट फेमिनिस्ट मूवमेंट इज डिफाइंड आर ओन आइडेंटिटी एज फेमिनिज्म एंड एंड नाउ आई कम टू अ पॉइंट वेर आई फील लाइक यू नो यू आर यू आर नेवर सपोज टू टेल एनी बडी दैट यू आर अ पेट्रियाक यू नो टू आइडेंटिफाई एज अ पेट्री आर नेवर सपोज टू डू दैट and yeah i've started thinking in terms of i don't need to tell people that i'm a feminist i mean in that sense i don't need to you can uh, live it i can very well live it and and every single day i can live it it's it's a struggle but uh, you know my presence around men makes it a struggle for them also to be a patriarch so i'm fine with that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that has been my journey very long journey <laughs> i'm 26 by the way <laughs> सेक्शुअल disparity or or caste disparity or any of these things because i was i had already had those glasses uh, rose tinted glasses um but gender disparity i think i understood very early um in fact i, I was brought up in a really isolated small village um and we were uh, this was in southern gujarat and at that time i mean because both my parents were doctors um they were both sharing responsibilities um of the house for a for a large part one would get me ready for school the other would be re- be at home to to pick me up to to take care of me when i came back from school etc etc um and i saw that that was not the case in other houses i mean i saw that that i mean the the usually the male was the bread earner and the woman would be taking care of the house um and so that was the first sort of thought of oh you know my father is so great <laughs> you know um without really understanding the framing of that right like so so much later you are, you realize why should it be men that frame that conversation why should it be men that give women the permission uh, to be that uh, uh shouldn't equality come naturally to us shouldn't i mean shouldn't everybody distributing resources and ch- chores and all of that come just naturally to us and so yeah i think that that and then and then later in in later life also realizing that despite all the other things in in their lives and their their attempts in their own relationship to be as equal as possible um for the larger world and for the larger family the onus of uh, responsibility always lay on my mother mm-hmm. to take care of the kitchen and the right. household uh and the children <laughs> um and who they became and because because i mean i turned out to be of course very self proclaimed proud tomboy um uh, another deeply problematic point that we will revisit and how much that has sustained in my life but um but so so because i she had a quote unquote tomboy daughter she had to take so much flack for that and she had to do so much of and so early on i remember my mother telling me you can do whatever you want to do you go ride a bus by yourself 
why do you need to be dependent and this constant reiteration of this idea of do not get into cycles of of thinking that you can't do it because you're a girl i mean she would never say it like that it was never a ted talk it was like ha matlab corona what and it is that normalization of of things that 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 would make other things feel very abnormal which is i guess how it should be <laughs> is 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 when when things were off then when when she was being questioned about why why the why she's not cooking or her kitchen, children are not in order that is a question that would come to my mind is why why these double standards again not to say that that did not come with its own set of uh, problems mm. very early on uh, there was a lot of harassment and abuse yeah that i faced um and in public spaces and not public spaces um and and through all of that i think somewhere subconsciously i started to normalize i started to say that for women to access all of these spaces this is what you have to go through this is the price you have to pay mm-hmm. i'm i all this is like hindsight uh you know um speaking i don't think i had this kind of articulation back then um i but i definitely have understood as i have gone along that uh that i think very early on i was fem- i was a feminist like very i mean that's why i'm also con- going to contest that when you say you became a feminist in 2016 you i mean the yeah. idea of the perfect feminist doesn't exist and 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 we're all evolving and we're all learning and we're all sort of uh making space for each other so i think you're a fem- you were a feminist the moment you started questioning anything around you anything that is that was normatively um problematic uh you the moment you started asking the you know the questions about the good girl even though you you were happy being the good girl i think that these are all contradictions we are living with every day as feminists um but just kind of very opposite to your story um i had all of these uh thoughts but i also first heard the term fem- feminism when i came to miranda in delhi uh for my bachelor's and <laughs> uh immediately rejected it just immediately rejected it i remember i still remember one of my closest friends who also identifies as feminist now again um she and i on the second day of college uh were sitting outside the main miranda gate having like a four hour long conversations about how fem like you know what is the need to say feminist why can't we just all be humanists and i was that person right like i mean this this quite question that you asked about the cash committee and why is there no cash committee for men and this meninism this humanism and that uh, that all of these terms i mean we taught so early that it's not okay for the oppressed class to ask for more rights yeah Yeah. So early on we are taught that reservation is wrong. So early I mean we are in spaces where we are not taught but there is this narrative that that it is not okay to ask for more rights that equality is equal at all times. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was such a and I I had fully fed into this um this media narrative media and pop culture narrative that feminism 
feminists are feminazis are bra burning feminists don't like dressing up hate men like i to love men mm. what is this how can i hate men and i want to have sex with men how how can i be hating men right like so that that inherent contradiction was really scaring me off that yeah. label um unfortunately because i was one of those people who like fervently used to update my every thought on facebook uh it continues to hold social receipts of my worst cringiest thoughts so just <laughs> yesterday i was looking through my one of my early statuses <laughs> and and it literally when i got into miranda i think my first status was uh, i hope to like get out in 3 years without selling my soul to feminism oh my god yeah. what <laughs> yeah and so uh, i mean <laughs> you know and and i wonder what where that came from right i mean i don't think feminism had ever been discussed in my house it wasn't like yeah we yeah. were actively talking about any of these things um i wonder where this like visceral hatred for that term came into my life i mean um and to be honest i went through 3 years of bachelor's 2 years of masters in a relatively progressive academic institution um and then came to anandi where we both work um started working with with women every day who all problematic women all women who are constantly grappling at the intersections of identity uh who are constantly putting their foot in their mouth about uh caste or religion or um gender or 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 any number of things and and i think for the first time i realized what feminism and praxis can mean mm-hmm. what can it mean for for me to ask that i be treated as an equal um what does that really mean uh for for a vast intersection of women mm-hmm. um and and this also this idea that i mean you can belong to uh, a lower caste or a or a minority religion or or a traditionally marginalized group and and be treated uh, b- poorly by by the 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 oppressors or the oppressive oppressor group e- even within that the women will be more subjugated like that became more and more and more clear more evident more uh more obvious uh, as i went um it was also sort of a complete blowing up in my face of how privileged i was of course yeah. um that 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 i even had the privilege of rejecting feminism mm. i think that is a, that is in its in and of itself a mm. privilege right i mean you don't need to ad- identify with the label but but to to say i, I don't think of gender mm. like gender agnostic or whatever right? <laughs> Yeah, right yeah, right yeah, so yeah, that 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 idea is is so like being like caste agnostic right saying i'm caste blind is such a such a pet thing for people to say and that completely born out of truth it's completely born out of like our own ability inability to see that we are the oppressors mm-hmm. um and so therefore i think somewhere in that journey i located my feminism and i'm so glad that my feminism didn't come from a textbook like i'm yeah. i think i think i'm proudest of this identity of being a feminist because somewhere or the other it does not uh 
it doesn't borrow from an academic text or it doesn't borrow from a glamorous need to be something it's not an aspirational identity it is a very hard fought like you know hard fought with myself <laughs> you know negotiated um uh, identity that i have come to um that i hold on to fiercely and like you said that i sort of wear on my sleeves in the way that in the way that it it percolates into every part of my life mm-hmm. so i don't have to say all the time that i'm feminist but um you know that that if if i'm asked to introduce myself that is usually my first the first yeah <laughs> term i can, i use yeah i uh, i mean uh, that is something i completely relate with i mean you know you've been with me in many spaces where people have asked me uh, about my whereabouts <laughs> where i come from and all that and i've had a like a huge identity crisis because i don't know answers to many many things or i'm not convinced enough in my own head to to claim that i come from a particular space like that but uh, uh, there's no second thought uh, in calling myself a feminist i mean that is that is the identity that i like proudly hold on to and uh, and i think it also gives me a sense of security because uh, anything else or all, all other kinds of identity i'm really really struggling with uh to to call myself that i'm from a certain place or i'm from a certain community um and completely acknowledging the fact that because of the caste that i come from uh i don't have to constantly struggle and i can actually tell people that i don't put a surname and have fun about it you know i just enjoy you know <laughs> confusing people by telling them that i do not have a surname and just leaving it to them but it was a journey it was a journey for me uh when when i used to feel very annoyed because my father didn't give me a surname and and everybody else used to think that i am a dalit because that can be the only reason you don't have a surname because you are apparently quote unquote ashamed of your surname uh and it used to affect me i mean i do know my caste because it percolates your uh, you know in your reality we celebrate festivals in a certain way we celebrate certain kinds of gods we celebrate or we you know we, our everyday customs are coming from there so i know that <clears throat> but uh, after a point it was also a political decision for me to just i mean not talk about not not talk about caste but like just confuse people out by saying that i don't know my surname um uh, and yeah and just to also experience but i but again um i've not been able to relate with that community i was never a part of that kind of community i was not a part of i've com- constantly kept feeling left out in most spaces like i come from a small town and I, then i suddenly got into these fears where which are hyper urban uh, or you know and i i some somewhere like deep down i used to question my aspirations i didn't understand why am i not able to relate to this why is this not giving me the kind of satisfaction i would have wanted but feminism for that matter has been that savior for me because this is a space where i really really relate feminism can be a rescue for you it's a strange i found that uh, commonality between your story and mine in the sense that you entered an all women space and like sort of started claiming your feminism and understanding i entered an all women space in um, in anandi 
our workspace and and i found a, a deep sense of meaningful wonderful warm solidarity um uh, and fierceness and and you know um fragility and strength and all of those contradictory things um that gave me permission to say okay yeah i agree mm-hmm. um also i mean something that we you and i keep talking about and maybe mm-hmm. maybe subconsciously what this podcast is born out of is this idea that where are the all women spaces right i mean without yeah. agenda where, where are the all women spaces um you i mean apart from ridiculed and ghettoized on in like pop culture so for example kitty parties how like you know universally maligned are kitty parties ki matlab ye log gossip karte hain you know um gujarati mein there are sayings ki mare char chotla to bhange otla so if four women get together yeah. and gossip they will break homes i mean just this constant reiteration that if women come together it spells it's so doom threatening it's just right? so threatening for the whole world yeah yeah and i think i think somewhere i think it becomes really important at this point just to just to sort of put a footnote like a footnote on this whole conversation and say when we say men we usually mean cis hetero men yes. and when we say women we include trans women so just just as a clarification that was part 1 of our first episode we'll be back in a short while stay tuned So Deepa why are we doing this what what brought us here when did we first think about this do you do you remember you know you and i keep talking so i mean that's sort of something that has been defining us for the the last 2 years that we know each other uh just for context deepa and i were colleagues at uh, at an ngo uh, for the last 2 years and we've be, we we were working to build a program around choice consent and agency of young feminists um and many many of the conversations that we're going to have maybe in this podcast are rooted in co- questions that we had and explored uh, during this process of being colleagues and friends i think when we talk about this i it, like there was there was a specific instance that i remember when uh, i had just joined and uh, i was giving my introduction and i went on rambling about myself for about 20 minutes and then someone in the team said that Arundhati has found her match <laughs> because now you have somebody who likes telling stories as much as you do so i think yeah i think that is one of the things that you and i been doing so i think one of the reasons in my understanding for this podcast is also to document what we constantly discuss constantly talk about um you know and at the same time maybe bring in more voices maybe see if other people also resonate with these ideas or we are completely crazy i don't know so i think at some point this is how i remember it uh, at some point we started saying we have all these lofty dreams about changing the world mm-hmm. but maybe the the thing that really really changed our lives when we entered each other's lives was just talking to each other mm-hmm. and maybe we are overcomplicating this process of of what it means to change the world maybe just creating solidarity feeling less alone 
um, having yeah. a space to hold for each other is in and of itself a fantastic uh, idea. And then I'd been, I'd of course been a really avid podcast listener yeah. and had been quite obsessed with the idea that that we need to do a podcast that we that you know that that there needs to be a podcast out there and you know how they say about books if the book that you want to read doesn't exist write it it's it's like that with podcasts right i'd been looking for a podcast that had that represented my kind of story my kind of experience kind of embedded in a very south asian indian context uh, um and and how that has shaped me and you know so many of the people that i surround myself with and a real paucity of that um in the podcast space there's so many podcasts about feminism right so many podcasts litigating feminism saying what does feminism mean what are the politics of feminism teaching feminism to people and i think they're all fantastic spaces of their own but i think this podcast is very different we are not trying to pontificate about what is feminism we're trying to just have conversations about our stories as and along feminists. as feminists yeah. correct and so our journeys to and with feminism and w- through that maybe stumble upon something epiphanous but not necessarily like that's not the stakes here we it's it's a really low stakes fun conversational podcast we hope that people who are listening feel the same sense of solidarity when they're just sitting and listening it feels it feels like sitting amongst friends mm-hmm. and uh, feel as safe and as non pressured and therefore the term forced feminism mm-hmm. and that the 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 credit for the name goes fully to deepa so i want her to explain what 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 she thinks of when she says what do you what do you think of when you say forced forced feminism deepa Oh uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think my brain did its job and I just stumbled upon a word fursat. But I was actually thinking about you know uh, safe spaces, leisurely spaces. Uh and I personally think that the idea of leisure for us um is so defined, you know. There's there's a there's a time of of leisure which was something that you and i had also started questioning because working together there were so many times that when we were really working but it didn't feel like work uh, we were talking about so many things and we were being so dreamy and so you know pumped up with with so many ideas and just excited in general and that felt more like leisure to me honestly speaking like my introduction to feminism was so academic and uh, so institutional that feminism largely felt like a job you know mm. it felt very professional uh, but in some ways i also felt that i've started looking at the world in a very different way uh, which was painful yet liberating in some sense you know so um, so i realized that when we if we do not break down this idea of feminism to our leisure times and to our everyday fun spaces then it can be very very draining to be mm-hmm. a feminist and very lonely to be a feminist so <clears throat> yeah i think that's that's when you and i also started talking that we needed a space just to have fun and just to be f- happy being feminists mm-hmm. and not constantly struggling with the rest of the world and trying to justify our identity and yeah that's where fursat feminism sort of got born i think but why us nipa what is what i mean one 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 part of that is you've you've already said that there is already 
a comfort between the two of us. Uh, why we are doing it is this is already a space we have and we're putting it into a, the medium of a podcast. But we are also talking about this podcast being a space where we invite other feminists to come and speak to us, you know, share their stories um, and generally chit chat. Where do you, th- how do you think we are placed in this in this space um, and in this podcast one thing that's very clear is that we are not we are not spokesperson of of feminism so so we don't think i don't think we claim to know everything or we claim to be the voice of everybody or we claim to probably uh, you know be able to educate anybody about feminism so i mean that is clear why like what what is not going to happen is quite clear what is going to happen probably we'll figure out uh, over a period of time i've not I've not grown up hearing podcasts but i was very fond of radio ones and i remember um when i was in my bachelor's or something i had had a longish conversation with somebody saying feminism is just so elite and feminism is just you know you <laughs> just read about it in like books and stuff and i used to think that you know in 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 more rural areas or 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 you know smaller towns people listen to a lot of radio and i used to be very fascinated with this idea that i had that we should have a radio channel um which talks about feminism and at that point it was very educational feminism because i thought mm. everybody should know at least what feminism means and then over a period of time i realized that i am also struggling to properly understand what feminism means and also trying to figure out what kind of feminist i am um what feminism i properly associate with and uh, there are so many confusions uh, for both of us to talk about and uh, this became a medium i think this was a uh, this was something that probably you, you decided at one point that we should do a podcast and uh, it was the closest thing to radio that i could you know <laughs> i could think of doing so i was like okay let's do this mm. um yeah i i think that's that's why us i mean i completely echo your point about this being a space that's that's already safe that's already trusted and hopefully we are able to through that just holding that space together hopefully able to expand that to other people that join the space yeah. um and make it a safe space for them uh, as well uh, but that's going to take some time to build that community so it bears noting that we are both cisgender heterosexual upper caste women in a country that's clearly sort of skewed to give us privileges <laughs> we are constantly aware that intersectional feminism is not possible <laughs> with savarna women taking up that space but at the same time do you want to do you want to get into then who is it that will join us how are we planning to consciously or subconsciously subvert our privilege is that is that a conversation is that a consciousness at all in this podcast are we going to cherry pick our guests is i guess is the question i don't think so i mean i i don't think that is what the agenda is at all uh we have i think had very complicated conversations around uh, what it means to create space and what it means to create opportunities and and the kind of power you hold when you are like quote unquote creating opportunities or creating spaces uh and i think we are also trying to figure out and this in that sense is also an experiment 
to see if you can create spaces without picking up people or making it you know tokenistic or just representative for the sake of if of it because that's the new sexy you know that you should have all kinds of voices and that's why you should bring in people uh, who are sort of in the limelight uh, in that particular identity um, i think that was that that is very clear that we are not doing that at all we um, more or less at this point are coming from as i already mentioned from personal space we'll be talking to our friends we'll be talking to people who are comfortable chatting with us uh, who don't feel intimidated um, and i am sure that uh, if you do an analysis of the friend circles we have uh, it will be a very good representation of how unequal we are uh, because you know we'll have people coming from very similar intersectional position as ours um but i'm sure in some ways we would try to open up spaces for people to probably reach out to us we'll definitely be very open for anybody who would probably after hearing our podcast or after listening to us feel you know uh, connected enough to say that they also want to talk about something probably completely challenge us or uh, challenge our ideas uh probably just pick a fight with us that's completely fine i think uh, safe spaces should move beyond just romanticizing uh it to you know to a non conflict space we are open for conflicts we are open for discussions we are open for challenging ideas and uh, but we are not going to be the people who will who will pick up people because we have identified them as underprivileged or we have identified them as marginalized because that's a very different kind of power that you hold um recently you know i read something somewhere um again i forgot who had written this but so, uh, uh, i had read that brahmin uh, brahmin men call dalit men to talk about you know uh, dalit rights uh, brahmin men call uh, transgender women or transgender people to call about transgender to talk about transgender rights brahmin men call uh, poor people to talk about poverty and it's high time that um, we should tell the brahman man that he is the problem you know so and it it stayed with me because i think i think yeah uh, i mean we should stop creating spaces and feeling like you know those uh, that god complex that comes with it that uh, we have created the space for so many people and you know constantly putting out reports of how inclusive we are um i think we in principle uh, try to create a space that that is available for everybody that that people can walk into and learn from them probably to make it less intimidating because um i think i i you and i cannot define for everyone what a less intimidating space would be to to say we're here to learn also feels a little um uh, yeah, yeah little bit like fetishizing True. um so so i'm not mm-hmm. sure I want to say we are here to learn but we're definitely here to listen uh we're here to talk we're here to listen we're here to make friendships uh I think I'm really looking forward to a space that that just feels um warm and uh and and where I I can let down my guard and I hope that's that's what people can feel when they come into this space or when they're listening and I think that's that's the plan eventually um is 
initially, as Deepa said, I think we're going to invite our friends, people who already feel a sense of safety and trust in the space of talking to us. Um, but eventually, when we're able to open open these podcasts out to other people, when they're able to listen to it through the community that we create in interacting online, on social media, on emails, um, we can we can hopefully get to a place where people who feel a sense of solidarity through just the conversations we've been having uh, through the podcast want to come on, want to have a conversation. Um, and that will truly be the day that'll be, that it'll have come to fruition. So we want to continue to explore what happens um, uh, between us, between the, the people who come in. Um, and at the same time, keep a sense of fun, some humor, um, just some lightness uh, also, uh, because that's, I feel like we are so, we as feminists, we are so expected to carry the labor of anger all the time mm. and keep playing and feeding into that image of the angry feminist, not to say that that's wrong or that is in any way uh, stopping us from being angry. So um, the plan is we're going to have podcasts weekly. We might take breaks in the middle but that's the idea um one weekly podcast starting this week whenever you're hearing this um and we hope you'll join us we're very excited uh, to primarily create a community um this is not about numbers and listenership at all uh this is essentially about a sense of belongingness and I hope at the end of all of this, uh, we all feel a deep sense of belongingness to each other and we feel less alone. You can find us on Instagram at Fursat Feminism. You can email us at fursatfeminism at gmail.com. All the details are in the description. Many, many thanks to our friend and our producer Manoj. This is Deepa and Arundhati signing off. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.